Hello and welcome to Sports Page, the weekly show where we discuss all things University of Central Missouri athletics. We have interviews with one UCM coach and one student athlete, a review of some Mules and Jenny's history, find out where two UCM alumni are now, and take a look at the week ahead in UCM athletics. I'm your host, Dr. Joe Moore, and I'm bringing you the top athletic program in the Mid-America Intercollegiate Athletics Association and one of the best overall programs in all of NCAA Division II athletics. Today on Sports Page, Jenny's softball takes center stage. I'm visiting with Jenny's head softball coach, Susan Anderson, and senior shortstop, Abby Fisher. Another exciting week. It's time for Sports Page. I have been so looking forward to this week's show because I finally get to visit with one of my former classmates and a dear friend, Jenny's head softball coach, Susan Anderson. Hi, Susan. How are you? Uh, Joe Moore. You're my favorite. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Susan Anderson is in her 17th season as head coach at Central Missouri and boasts a record of 478 and 360. Coach Anderson was the fastest UCM softball coach to reach 100 wins, doing so in only three seasons. Anderson is second all-time at UCM in career wins and winning percentage among coaches with at least 20 games coached. And in 2021, the Jennies had one of their best seasons under Coach Anderson, finishing the year with a record of 38-14 and 14 overall and 20-6 and six in the MIAA. Her play highlighted a conference tournament championship and an appearance in the NCAA regionals. And Susan Anderson... I remember was also a beast on the field, where she was a two-time All-American, led the Jennies to three MIAA titles and one NCAA Final Four berth, and to top it off, she was an academic All-American and the first UCM softball player to receive the prestigious NCAA Postgraduate Scholarship. She was voted into the UCM Athletic Hall of Fame in 2009, so as I catch my breath, Susan, how's it going? Tell us about your team this year. I'm so excited about this team. Um, Every day that they show up, so much energy. I was going to say, you mentioned it, the 21. They've, they're they used to winning the tournament, and so they know what it takes. Um, they they the, We've got fifth years with that COVID year. We've got the seniors. We've got so much talent in this group. Um, so it's just so exciting to see the energy that they're bringing because last year was kind of a tough toll for everybody. But you know what? That's really lit a fire underneath of them. And I just feel like the energy that they're bringing every day to practice, it's it's a great team. What are going to be some of this year's team's strengths? For sure, our depth and pitching. Um, we've got six pitchers. We've got probably the most that we do of MI, any MIAA team. Um, so it's just nice knowing, like, hey, if you don't have your best stuff, somebody's got your back. And same thing, vice versa, like on the next day, it could be somebody else. Um, but we do have Paige Peach, Pete Fish back. She has been out. She helped us win that 21 conference tournament. And then she had um, elbow surgery, plus she had the rib removed. She's been through a lot. And so she was out last year. Abby Fisher, who you're going to be talking to a little bit later, like she had a stress fracture in her shin last year. So we had all kinds of injuries last year. But to go back to the pitching, we do have a lot of depth there. And then we've got so many upperclassmen on the infield, outfield. Like we've got seven seniors on this team. So it's a veteran group. They know what it takes to win a championship. They know what they have to do to dig deep because, like you mentioned earlier, the MIAA, one of the toughest conferences in the in the nation, honestly. What are some areas then that we're looking to develop? I would like to see us um, – we're very aggressive on the base pass, so I just want to see us get those timely hits. If we can get the timely hits, we're going to be in any ball game. We always talk about the power of three. If we can get to three runs – with the pitching staff that we have, three runs should win a ball game, and it's just 
making the little place. I feel like um, early on we've had some errors, and if we clean up those errors, we're going to be in any ball game. Today is, as we record this, it's February 28th. When you were playing, did you ever dream? Is it the 28th or the March 1st? Like, <laughs> I forgot to look at that. <laughs> when you were playing, did you ever dream you would have played 13 games in February? I look back at your career, and your junior year, your first game was on February 29th, and you're 13 games into your season right now. Yeah, it's wild how we start the first week of February. A lot of times I feel like we put games on our schedule and we write it on the calendar, but I just feel like it's merely suggestions, and it's just like you just got to give what Mother Nature gives us because same thing, we had a home opener against William Jewell, and it was on the 21st, I think, of February. When we scheduled that, I'm just like, okay, we'll put it down, but we'll probably be playing later in March or April, <laughs> and we had perfect weather. It was like in the 60 degrees in February. Yeah, this is one of those springs it feels like that you know we're not going to have to worry too much about games getting, knock on wood, worry about games getting rained out or snowed out or weather because... I mean, it's, it's been beautiful so far. It has been beautiful. I did look at extended forecasts because we're going to be having our opener for conference next week. It looks like rain, 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 <laughs> rain. <laughs> so, Just as I was saying. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like me. You're an alum of this university. And, and I've always said my favorite third baseman ever. You can have your George Bretts. You can have your Mike Schmidt. You can have your Nolan Arenados. Susan Punzo Anderson, that's my third baseman. Oh, you're too kind. Well, I loved watching you play. I love coming back and teaching at my university. What is it like to be able to coach your team? It's amazing to come full circle. Um, I just think everything that Coach Summerl instilled and put into the program, it's something that you take a lot of pride in every day. Um, you look at these girls and you just invest in these young female athletes. And it's just amazing to see how they continue to develop every single day. And we always hit upon, like, being champions in life. Like, if we can raise up the trophy, that's what we want to do. But when it comes down to it, it's just being champions in life and just being getting out of here, being strong, independent females that are leaders and empower one another. Because I feel like a lot of times females, you need to empower each other. And that's one thing that we've really done this year is that we really try to play for that person to your left and the person to your right. And that's what's going to really get you through in life is just empowering one another. And I can tell you, there's going to be hard days. And I, you think you have hard days in college, but when you get out in life, it, it's just preparing you because you're going to have hard days. And the great thing about it is Jens are forever Jen. Like you have that Jens family and they will be there through those hard times. And that's the great thing about being at UCM and being a Jen. Well, and that's that, that D2 philosophy of life and the balance, sports, class, community. And I can only imagine being able to coach your team that brought you up, that got you to this point where you are one of the best human beings I know, and you being able to share that with, with your team, that's, that's got to be really something special. It is special, and it's a special group, and I feel like we when we try to recruit, we try to recruit those special kids, and it's just fun to see them develop and go from freshman to senior and see them grow up. And like I said, when they invest and they keep, keep giving back to the community, they're going to be big difference makers when they leave here, and we keep telling them, it's not just for those four or five years that you're here. You're a gen for life, and we will be your number one biggest fans and supporters all the way through. I talked with Mules head baseball coach Kyle Crooks last week, and we were talking about some of the rules changes in Major League Baseball. And I know you're a baseball fan as well, all things diamond. You know. Yep. 
What, first of all, what are your thoughts on some of those rules changes with the, the expanded base sizes and the pitch clock and the uh, the shift rule? What, what do you think about that as a, as a baseball fan? I think it's wild. I think our game is not meant to be on a clock. <laughs> I feel like there's different games out there that have a clock for a reason, but they always say the favorite pastime. Like, I don't think it needs to be on a clock. Well, I saw this morning I was watching SportsCenter, and I think I saw um, oh, the ticker at the bottom that in the spring training games they've been working on it. Average time is like 23 minutes faster. Okay. <laughs> Big deal. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we do actually have some rules in place. Um, it was new last year. In between innings, you've got 90 seconds. And that's what I was going to ask was, okay, do you see those carrying over? I asked him about, would, did you see those coming to college baseball, college and softball? We've already we've got them. them. Yep, we've already got them. And I was going to say, I don't think there's been an issue of the 90 seconds, but the umpire just lets you know at the 30-second mark. So if you aren't getting ready to make that the catcher, like when the pitcher throws it and the catcher throws it down to second, if you don't have time to do that, then you just get it back to your pitcher and then you're ready to go because you don't want to get a ball on the batter. How has the game changed since you played? Oh, wow. I was going to say, I think it's just absolutely amazing to see how much publicity the game of softball has gotten. I mean, you can turn on any laptop, any TV on any given weekend now that it's February, and you can see so much D1 softball everywhere. Um, It's just amazing to see the growth in our sport. Um, I just feel like if you invest in the women, it's going to come back. Because I think I saw a stat, like, for D1, uh, softball is now the fourth-ranked team where it's bringing in money for their school. Really? So it's just it's unreal how much it's changed in regards to that. But I think it's so great for our young ones because they can see stuff growing up. When I was growing up, I was just watching baseball with my dad. Mm-hmm. Where now you get to watch, like, the Jocelyn Allos hit all those home runs. You get to see OU daily. I mean, I just feel like there's getting to be so many more teams raise up. It's not just a couple of really good ones. Granted, OU is always going to be OU. But it's just fun to see how much softball invest in each other to help grow the game. Well, ESPN is coming out with their ESPNW, which is meant to be just all women's sports. Is that, do you think that's a good thing? Or do you think it's, no, it'll give us our special channel. Put us on the main one. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's great. The more that we can get out there for people to see, um, I just feel like when you watch the D1 uh, College World Series, it's getting higher than the D1 Baseball College World Series of people watching. It's a fast-paced game. It's a lot of energy. Like, these girls bring so much. And it's just like, you'll see top 10 sports center players. And I feel like Abby Fisher, some of our players on our teams and the teams that we've been playing, some defensive plays have been where they could be top 10. Like, it, it's amazing. So just keep investing in the women and keep watching because it's going to we can be difference makers out there. Well, speaking of investing in the women, you have two young women, <laughs> Tegan and Landy. How old are they now and what are they up to? I was going to say Tegan is a junior in high school. It's mind blowing. Um, remember when you were waddling around with her on the base pass. <laughs> Right? So it's just like it's a blink of an eye and she's already a junior. So we're talking about colleges and stuff like that. And then Landy, uh, she's nine going on 10. Um, she'll be 10 in April. And uh, she's a fourth grader, but man, they keep me busy. As soon as I get home, I feel like we are going to some practice. We're going to some game. It's 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 a busy time, but I know I just have to soak it in. And that's something that we always tell our players too. Like, it's not always about the destination. It's not about the end of what happens at the end of the season. You've got to enjoy every little moment. Be where your feet are, because I mean the the sport of softball and baseball, you have a lot of failure. 
And if you keep carrying that failure with you, it's going to be tough. So we always say, like, be where your feet are and just soak it in, enjoy all the memories and all the the journey along the way. I like that. Be where your feet are. Oh, well, absolutely. Tegan's a little closer to it than Landy. What yeah. What is she looking at doing when she graduates college, or graduates high school? She's looking at being a school counselor. She's oh, really, really good, good with kids. Um, she works at the church where she um, works at the nursery and the daycare, and she loves kids. She's like a little kid whisperer, but she would really love to be a school counselor. Is Landy even thinking? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Landy's just ready for the next practice, whether it's <laughs> softball, basketball, soccer. She's she's nonstop. Is that on the radar for Tegan? Is she thinking she wants to play something in college? I don't think she is going to play anything. She's enjoying high school and taking that all in. She's doing volleyball. She does club volleyball up in the city. And then she was doing indoor soccer, and now she's got high school soccer starting. And then she's taking all kinds of honors and honors classes and stuff. She's got a lot on her plate. Plus, she's working out at Twisters as a camp counselor and... She's busy. We're all busy, yeah. <laughs> especially well, now that I'm in season. We're yeah. even busier. Well, that's great about wanting to be a school counselor. We we so desperately need those people investing in our kiddos. And, yeah. you know, it takes my wife's a kindergarten teacher. You know, when we talk about it, it takes a village to raise oh. our children. And that's not just mom and dad. That's yeah. that's, you know, the parent, the uh, the, the uh, teachers and the counselors and the coaches and everybody. So. Absolutely. It's all it always takes a village and you got to have a good tribe. You got to be surrounded by good people. Yeah, that's great. All right, well, Susan, we're going to put you on the spot now. This is one of my favorite times of the show. Uh, it's time for a little word association. I'm going to throw out a word or a phrase, and you give me the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Diamond. Home. Shutout. Love it. All-star. Ooh, my team. Hot corner. Ooh, third base. <laughs> Family. Oh, Jens. Jenny softball. Oh, my extended family. Well, Coach, been looking forward to this. Great to have you on. I can't wait to get out and watch you guys play a little bit this year. Thanks for being on, and good luck the rest of the season. Oh, I appreciate you, Joe Moore. Thanks for having me. That was UCM Jenny's head softball coach, Susan Anderson, joining us here on Sports Page. Time now to take a look at this week in UCM athletics for March 2nd through 8th. Sit back, grab a drink, because a lot went down this week for the Mules and Jenny's. Okay, so nobody seems to know the exact date, but in early March 1937, the Mules won the National Association of Intercollegiate Basketball Tournament 35-24 over Morningside. That was the first national championship in college basketball history, as the NCAA didn't start its tournament until 1939. The Mules repeated as national champions in 1938 with a 45-30 win over Roanoke. On March 2, 1989, Kathy Hagenbomber doled out 14 assists versus Northwest Missouri State, a Jenny's basketball record that was later tied by Shelley Lauber. On March 2, 1991, Mules wrestler Chris Milfeld won the national title at 158 pounds. And on March 5, 1989, Mark Burrell won the national title at 126 pounds, a feat he repeated on March 3, 1990. On March 6, 2005, Mules Basketball defeated Missouri Southern 103-86 to claim its first MIAA tournament title since the national championship year of 1983-84. On March 8th in 2020, Rosie Klausner began a three-day run that saw her fire the lowest 54-hole score in Jenny's golf history. She shot a 71-74-74 for a 219 at the University of Missouri-St. Louis Emerald Coast Classic. 
Her six over par 219 was third at the tournament, two strokes behind the leader. And finally, on March 8, 2013, the Mules and Jennies did something that has never been done before in NCAA Division II track and field history and has only been done three times in college track and field at all. Brent Vogel set a school, and at the time, an NCAA Division II record with 5,760 points to win the indoor heptathlon at the NCAA Division II Indoor Track and Field Championships in Birmingham, Alabama. That same day, Aaron Allewine won the pentathlon with 3,925 points. The only time in D2 history and only one of three times student-athletes from the same school won the men's heptathlon and the women's pentathlon at the same national championships. Told you March 2nd through 8th was a good one for the Mules and Jennies. This week in UCM Athletics History. When we come back, I get to visit with Jenny's senior shortstop, Abby Fisher. That's next, right here on Sports Page. We can stop to make sure someone is okay. Get in the way and disrupt the situation. Notify an authority. Or walk them home safely. We can change the language around rape. We can make campuses safer for our teammates, our friends, and our classmates. We cannot be bystanders. Taking action isn't always easy, but it's on, on us. To intervene. Because we can. Learn more and take the pledge at itsonus.org. Welcome back to Sports Page, where I am now joined by senior shortstop Abby Fisher. Abby, with your former third baseman coach on right before you, it seems like we've got the whole left side of the infield covered <laughs> today, so good to have you here. Abby is a career 318 hitter with 12 home runs, 18 doubles, 10 triples, and 36 stolen bases. She was all MIAA as a sophomore after batting 345 with 6 home runs, 11 doubles, and 21 stolen bases. Last year, Abby suffered a stress fracture and missed about three weeks of the season, but this year, she has come back with a vengeance, batting 405 with a 458 on base percentage, two home runs, 10 RBI, a pair of stolen bases, and 13 games. So I think it's safe to say that Jennies are glad to have you back. I'm glad to be back. So what all did you have to do with getting, getting healthy again? So you had a stress fracture in your shin. Correct. Played 39 games, I believe it was. What was it like having to sit and watch all last year? It was definitely a change. Um, you know, I've played um, pretty much my whole time here, so I really had to um, find my new role on the team and um, still be a leader while not being on the field, and that was challenging. So I really took responsibility and making sure the energy in the dugout was always up, uh, providing um, support and encouragement to my teammates at all times. And really going through that last year um, has really brought a new perspective to this year, um, you know, to just enjoy every opportunity I have out on that field and to just soak it all in. Had you ever had an injury before that kept you out for an extended period of time? No, not for that long. So that was a whole... It was very weird. What, yeah. what kind of rehab did you go through? Or is it with a stress fracture, is it just a matter of it takes its time to heal and then you just have to get in shape again? So, yeah, with a stress fracture, I just took um, a couple months off and then... Um, this summer I was actually working at a PT clinic, so um, I just did rehab there with a physical therapist. It was very convenient. So tell us about the season so far. The Jennies are off to a good start. You're off to a fantastic start. I mean, what's, what's working this year? 
You know, we um, we've all been playing with each other for a while now. Um, we returned pretty much everyone on the team, so I think we have a great bond, and that um, we're very comfortable with each other, and that's helpful. Um, you know, when we face adversity, so um, I think we have a lot of confidence, and with the talent and experience that we have on the team, I think we have the potential to be really good this year. So in baseball, they always talk about that the shortstop's the best athlete on the team. Can we say that about softball? And is that true in the Jenny's case? Um, there's a lot <laughs> of athletic girls on our team. You so. can say it, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be, you know, athletic in everything I do. <laughs> I talked about your offensive stats a lot. Your career fielding percentage as a shortstop is 937. Now, in baseball and softball, shortstop gets the most chances. So the higher the fielding percentage, for those of you who don't know, the higher the fielding percentage, the better that player is. And so a 937 fielding percentage for a shortstop is dynamite. Do you view yourself as a defensive shortstop who can hit or as a hitter who does a good job playing defense? You know, I think my perspective on that has kind of um, switched to being more offensive-minded, and I think that comes with being a leadoff batter. Um, I think as you know, my responsibility to um, set the tone offensively for the game, and I really, um, you know, that first at-bat is very important, and um, just, you know, setting the tone for the game. Would you rather hit a home run or make a slick defensive play? Mm, probably probably a, a nice defensive play. Why is that? I don't know, just to show off my athleticism, and that's exciting to make yeah. cool plays. Yeah, people hit home runs all the right. time. Those cool right. defensive plays. That Do you know what Coach Anderson's career fielding percentage was at the third baseman? I'm not sure, no. I don't know what it was either, <laughs> but it was not 937. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we can tell her about that later. So... I was reading your bio online, and it said you're a nursing major, but you've changed to physical therapy, right? Correct. I came in um, not sure whether I wanted to go into the nursing field or physical therapy, so I was kind of taking classes in both like pre-nursing and kinesiology, um, was doing shadowing in both areas, and just decided to go with physical therapy. So what kind of physical therapist do you, I mean, do you want to be physical therapist? Do you want to be athletic training? What is it you're looking to do? I want to be a physical therapist. I'm not exactly sure um, what kind of therapist exactly I want to be. Um, possibly pediatrics. Um, my brother had cerebral, has cerebral palsy, so growing up I uh, went to a lot of his physical therapy, and that's really kind of what sparked my interest in the career field. That was going to be my next question. Was it your injury and coming back, or was it something else? So that's that's really cool that your little brother's the inspiration you can get from our family members right. and things yep. like that. That's a pretty rigorous academic area. How do you manage the demands of being a college athlete with the rigors of being in physical therapy? Um, just having good time management. Um, Coach Anderson is very good with, um, you know, importance of school first. So just really have to um, stay on top of things and uh, manage um, your time as best you can. Do any of your teammates ever say, hey, I've got this little ache or pain and want you to come take care of them for it? Uh, not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> they should do their own thing. Right. All right. Well, Abby, it's time for Hot Box. 
This is where I'm going to throw out a question, and you come up with the first thing that comes to mind. All right? Okay. All right. Is a taco a sandwich? Yes. A taco? You're the first yes I've gotten on that. What about hot dog? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes, definitely. We had a, I went from doing sports page last week to my next class, and we got into this big, long debate about these two, and there's a whole these different – there was another one that's um, – what's a burrito? Is, is sushi a burrito? No. Okay. Well, I'll tell, I'll tell him Fun you said that. Fun fact, uh, my first time trying sushi was well, less than a year ago, actually. And? I love it. Yeah. Good yep. stuff, isn't it? <laughs> watch the movie or read the book? Ooh, watch the movie. Watch the movie? Yeah. What kind of movies do you like? Um, I like comedies or romance. Not a sci-fi fan at all. Oh, Abby. No. <laughs> <laughs> Cake or pie? Cake. Favorite athlete? Mm. I was a competitive gymnast growing up, so I would have to say Sean Johnson. I remember Sean Johnson. So was do you feel like that helps you with playing shortstop? That oh, for sure. Yeah, that's that really helped me um, athletically. Isn't it interesting how those sports you don't really think? I mean, because everybody always talks about Patrick Mahomes. He was a shortstop, and the way he throws and the body position, and then you were a competitive gymnast, and so then translating that into softball. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Are we ever to see you do a cartwheel and flip out there into position? Uh, no. Ozzy Smith style? <laughs> <laughs> Favorite sport other than softball? Uh, volleyball. I played uh, volleyball competitive, competitively growing up and played in high school, so really enjoy playing volleyball. Okay. Dream vacation? Mm. I like to snow ski, so okay. to the mountains to ski. Is there any particular place you like to go? Um, I've only skied in Keystone, Colorado, so. Any other place that you'd like to go to go snow skiing? Um, I mean, I like to try, like, Utah or, I don't know. Okay. So snow skiing is something I've never done, and I'm just at that point in my life where I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm, getting, yeah. I'm getting old enough that, uh, no, I don't think so. It's a very thrilling hobby. <laughs> You're not playing softball. What are you doing? Um, spending time with family and friends. Um, yeah. Okay. Finally, what does it mean to you to be a Jenny softball player? To be a Jenny softball player just means to bring, you know, my best um, every day to the field and uh, to just enjoy my time here. Um, it's really cool being able to do what I love to do with my best friends every day. So um, just to cherish every moment I have out there. All right, Abby. Well, thanks so much for being with us this week. Good luck the rest of the season. Keep hitting it. Thank you. Time for Where Are They Now? Each week, I'm sharing with our listening audience where one former mule and one former Jenny are today. Last week, I shared with you what I thought was going to be the quintessential UCM athletic family with Jay and Trudy Fleeman, a former Mules football player and a former Jenny's volleyball player. This week, I was going to tell you about the first Jenny's soccer player inducted into the UCM Athletics Hall of Fame, and it turns out her family bleeds Cardinal and Black. After a stellar playing career from 2008 to 2011, Alyssa Rhodes was the first Jenny soccer player to be inducted into the UCM Hall of Fame in 2017. She was the first two-time All-American and the first four-time first-team All-MIAA player in UCM Jenny's soccer history. 
She was also a two-time MIAA Player of the Year and MIAA Freshman of the Year in 2008. In addition, Alyssa was a four-time MIAA Academic Honor Roll member, a two-time MIAA Scholar-Athlete, and an Academic All-American. She also earned All-MIAA Honors in Basketball as a senior. And after graduating in fall of 2012, Alyssa, now Alyssa Ginnabin, started working for the Olathe School District at Prairie Trail Middle School. She teaches seventh grade math. She also coached soccer at Olathe South for four years, but now is coaching club volleyball, which she started right after college. And for the past seven years, she's coached at Prairie Trail. Alyssa's husband is former Mules football player Kyson Ginnabin. They live in Olathe with their two-year-old son, Davis. Kyson played wide receiver and was a special teams beast for the Mules. In four years, he tallied 25 receptions for 209 yards and a touchdown. As a coverage specialist, he registered 20 career tackles and forced a fumble. Today, Kyson owns his own painting company, Ginevan & Sons Painting. Now here is where it gets really interesting. Alyssa's sister, Abby, was a four-year starter, two-time All-Region, and one-time All-American for the Jenny's soccer team, and Kyson's sister, Kelsey, was a three-time All-MIAA defender for the Jennies, who actually served as UCM's graduate assistant coach Alyssa's freshman year. Mules and Jennies Athletics, hey, it's a family affair. That's a look at where are they now. If you know of a former Mule or Jenny who is using what they learned on the gridiron, field, court, course, or track, and in the classroom, email me at jhmore at ucmo.edu and let me know. When we come back, we'll preview the week ahead in UCM Athletics. Don't go away. This is Sports Page. Champions know how to seize opportunities. When they see moments of greatness unfold right before their eyes, they push as hard as they possibly can. And then they push harder. Because the heart of a champion never settles, never quits, and never stops giving its all. We are champions. We are Division II. We go big, we give it everything we've got, and we win on the field, on our campuses, in our communities, for our causes, in our careers. We rise to become champions in everything we do. We are Division II and there are no limits here. We make our time count. We set our own path. We become champions on our terms. It's time to up your game because we're here to play and learn. But most importantly, we're here to discover ourselves our vision, our heart, our drive to achieve every goal we aim for because we want to be champions at the highest level, life. At Division II, the opportunities are here. Are you ready? It's spring break March 6th through 10th at the University of Central Missouri, but that doesn't mean the games are stopping for the Mules and Jennies. Jennies basketball is in the MIAA basketball tournament presented by Southern Bank. 
As the number two seed, the Genies play the winner of the Emporia State versus Central Oklahoma first round contest in a quarterfinal match Thursday at 8.15 p.m. in Historical Municipal Auditorium in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. If the Genies win, they advance to Saturday's semifinal game at 8.15 p.m., and if they win that one, they will play for the MIAA tournament title on Sunday at 3.30 p.m. You can follow the Genies on the MIAA network. Just go to ucmathletics.com, select the appropriate schedule, find your game, and click on the watch button for the pay-per-view experience. The Genies bowling team will be in Lincoln, Nebraska Friday through Sunday for the UNL Big Red Classic. Play begins at 11.45 a.m. Friday. Mules baseball is on the road. UCM will be at Tahlequah, Oklahoma Friday through Sunday for a three-game MIAA series against Northeastern State University. Game times are at 5 o'clock Friday, 2 o'clock Saturday, and 1 o'clock on Sunday. And Tuesday, March 7th, the Mules are at Drury University in Springfield. Game time is TBA. Jenny's softball returns to the Diamond on Saturday as they take on the Missouri S&T Miners at 10 a.m. in the opening game of the MIAA GLVC crossover from Gene Bicknell Sports Complex in Pittsburgh, Kansas. The Jennies play Truman State University at 3 p.m. Saturday and then Sunday play a doubleheader against Southwest Baptist University at 10 a.m. and 12.30 p.m. You can keep up with the Mules and Jennies and how they are doing by logging on to ucmathletics.com or checking out their results at ucmbeat.com and clicking on the Central News tab. Thanks for joining me today on Sports Page, presented by UCM The Beat, the internet radio station of the University of Central Missouri. For information on upcoming shows, follow us on UCM The Beat social media for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out our blog at ucmsportspage.blogspot.com. Thanks for joining me. Hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, God bless, and go Mules and Jennies! Did you know that the University of Central Missouri has been leading innovation for nearly 150 years? With more accreditations and more qualified faculty members, our commitment to academic success is unparalleled. And we make sure every student receives the support they need to graduate on time and with less debt. So whatever opportunity you're looking for, make your impact sooner at UCM. With campuses located in Warrensburg, Lee Summit, and online. Find out more about UCM and the power of opportunity in action at ucmo.edu.